Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. How do I know that I'm infertile? What is it that means that I'm infertile? Well, the clinical definition that your GP will talk about, because that's what I taught them at medical school, is that after trying for 12 months, if you're having regular periods and there's no other obvious cause and you're not pregnant, then we call that infertility. So you're not really infertile until you've been trying for 12 months. We do modify that as the woman gets older. And certainly over the age of 38, I think we should be starting to investigate patients when they've been trying for six months. And that's really to pick up anything that's not obvious and that might be causing infertility to be able to treat it while the woman is at a younger age. But if you're under 35, Certainly, I hope GPs are not sending you off and I hope you're not rushing off to have IVF because you've been trying for three months and it hasn't happened. Because the chances of getting pregnant each cycle, uh, we're not very efficient as humans. The chances each month of getting pregnant are only in the order of 15%. Even if everything is good, you've got classically good sperm, you've got good ovulation, you're having intercourse at the right time. The best you're going to do is 15% per month. That 15% per month goes on and on and on. And that's how we get to the 90% of patients will be pregnant within 12 months. And that's why we make that definition of 12 months of trying. Now, there are things that would break, bring you to your GP and then on to see a specialist before 12 months is out. If your periods are irregular, anything more than 33 or less than 26 days, probably worth having ovulation checked out. If you've suffered from any pelvic infections earlier in your life, or you have symptoms which might suggest endometriosis, like heavy periods with pain or pain with intercourse, go and see your GP because obviously if you've got those sorts of conditions, you may need some help from us to get pregnant. On the male side, if there's a history in the past when the male was in his early childhood and he had undescended testes and had an operation to correct that, that has a higher chance of a poor sperm count. Um, if you're on medications, and for men, one of those ones that I'm seeing more commonly is those who go to the gym and take supplements and they end up having a low sperm count. No matter what the guy at the gym says, that expert that you go to, not the doctor, but the expert, the, the gymnast the expert, a, a bodybuilder who says, oh, no, you know, take these in, these are good, these, these will make you big and buff, and you won't have you know, no problem with your fertility, and we can reverse it anyway with other injections. That's not true. In a large percentage of cases, these men will remain, if not totally infertile, subfertile and need to have IVF. Going back to the original question, how long should you wait? The basic answer is 12 months if everything is normal, but if there are any other signs, 
go to your GP, get a referral and be seen by a, a good fertility specialist. One of the other questions that I get asked very frequently is about can I improve my chances of getting pregnant? What things can I do that don't involve medicine, that don't involve operations? Basically, if you look around you, lots of people get pregnant who have what we would call bad lifestyle habits, but we know that they impair fertility. Smoking, number one. Smoking in men, but passive smoking in women can also have an impact. Um, so on the sperm count, cigarettes can cause oxidative change in the sperm heads and have chromosome breakdown and then lead to um, infertility and miscarriage. Other Recreational drugs, uh, alcohol, excess certainly has an impact, perhaps on male potency in itself, being able to perform at the right time. But uh, secondly, there is evidence that, that through its effects on the liver, it can alter spermatogenesis. Marijuana has been shown also to have an impact on sperm quality. So not doing all of those things is important. It takes us to obesity. And what do we call obesity? BMI of greater than 35. You really have to be over 100 kilos or, um, to get to that sort of level. But if you are, you are impairing your chances of fertility, both in terms um, of the male and the female. We've done some work that suggests that the quality of eggs in women who are overweight uh, is different. And there's certainly animal work with mice and rats showing that high fat diets produce fat globules in the eggs and can Im impair therefore fertility so obesity is is a is an important factor and i've certainly seen more patients um be doing the more radical approaches to this which is bariatric surgery and there are also now some injectable medications that are uh, anti um uh, uh, work to anti-appetite to reduce your appetite and, and do seem to work. That's an evolving area, and but certainly something worth exploring if you are grossly overweight and you do want to have a baby soon. There are some implications with the bariatric surgery um, in the short term, uh, which if you're trying to get pregnant, is that <clears throat> because the uh, amount of absorbed nutrients is less um, because of the surgery uh, and your body takes some time to restabilize uh, there is some issues about getting pregnant in the first six to 12 months after bariatric surgery but um thing but simple more simple things with exercise and and also what you eat i mean it's, people have spent and there have been a number of tv programs recently saying that really exercise doesn't make a big difference it makes you fitter but in terms of actual weight loss it's not that wonderful Ultimately, your weight is determined by what you eat, what you take in. So the right foods in smaller quantities is what you need to do. You can always consult a dietitian to get that sort of advice. Um, so yeah, there are the things in terms of lifestyle that are important. And, you know, they are things we can do something about. At the end of the day, you know, what difference does it make? It's probably not 50%. It's probably not even 20% improving your chances but it is improving them uh, if you can do the right thing with those factors and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select ivf journey podcast from the navigation menu
Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 